we couldn't be happier about it. We have two wonderful and topical shows to talk about on today's episode. Our first show takes us back to 59E59 Theaters, where we saw the second show in the Vault series, New Golden Age. It's an interesting work in progress. Um, they had scripts in hand at several points. Because uh, as I understand it, they're like I said, it's a work in progress. And it didn't bother me. I like that the, the show is still in progress and adapting. And um, it's a t- Yeah, it's a tale that parallels and reflects on the events we have been through recently, like the pandemic and social media tech dominance and oversharing in that. Um, they're talking about the Great Pause. They're in the second Great Pause. This is like 2032, I think. So they're in another Great Pause, i.e., you know the pepperoni yeah the pandemic the shutdown the quarantine and they're talking about darkness how they all have to be in darkness and so they have this company called sunlight and they've put these um they've put these sun plants in everyone there are these implanted like chips and you can it's like social media you can connect with people and and that where everyone's their sun pods but the big thing is like when they put these these sun plants in people they had some of the residual cells and they're using these cells to harvest people's memories and create stories sun mem- sun stories or something and I, you're giving me this look like this doesn't sound right yeah exactly and there's this ethics professor who has never gotten a sun plant and she's kind of like the radical leader of like this underground group who like tells people like this isn't right you shouldn't be doing this and this company grows to be so large that they kind of take over the government like you can't go into congress unless you have a sub plant they create this thing called the underground or the yeah where it's like a police force that if you're in debt they can come get you and you have to work until you pay your debt off a debtor's prison you get marked and this is making me uncomfortable i don't like it and like one of the assistants (laughs) when he bring like fulfills his contract and he gets his parents out of the underground the owner of the company is like, this is amazing, da, da, da. like it's great, you've done such a good job, and you're going to need money to get that place, and I'll tell you what, I'll loan you the money, and you can work it off for that thing, and and, bef- and he immediately like locks him into a loan that now he's in debt for, so he has to work off that debt. He doesn't get a chance to agree or not, and I'm like, oh my god, that's exactly like what we're in when you go buy a house you can't afford, because you need one for a growing family or something, so mm-hmm. it was like... And, they, and all these people couldn't, all the characters except the professor couldn't speak except in like tech language, on social media language. They couldn't speak in regular English, if that makes sense. It was yeah, a lot it had of to be like, like hashtag. Well, no, it was like, oh my gosh, it's a fire. And mm-hmm. that's lit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, that's, everyone says it's a fave. And I was like, I can't stand this. Like, just speak regularly. Um... I also like that the new pages reflected things that were actually happening in today. So, for instance, the day I saw it was the day the Supreme Court papers regarding Roe v. Wade were leaked. And there was a whole segment about an abortion. Mm. And it got a very visceral response from the audience, which we'll go into another time. But it was I like that art is responding to life. That's an important part of what we do. Um, it's really decent writing and really good points are made about the dangers of data harvesting and social media. Um, one thing I've always said is like, I appreciate 
the benefits of social media being able to connect us but i also worry about the when your entire life is put out there leave something for us to talk about in person that's one thing that's uh, that i've always been worried about is like what do you do now that the pandemic is easing and we can see each other again like what do you talk about if everything's out there right that keep some things to yourself you know, we don't have to know every little thing, every little meal you eat, every little, you know what I mean? You don't have to, you know, post that you did something so that we know that you did it. Exactly. I hate the, if you didn't post it on Facebook, did it really happen? No. It was a funny joke and now it's becoming a reality. It's, it's concerning. Yeah. You know, and, and, and this coming from a, a podcast that every time we go to a show, we're like, hey, we're at a show. But, I mean, outside of that, we don't sit there and be like hey we're eating at this place or check out midnight tacos but we have done those we have oh yes and we we used to be those people but like this is a really good show that made me go yeah i really don't want to share every moment of my life so um the set was really great it was very dystopian and overall a really decent show sadly the show closed on june 8th 2022 show takes us to Lincoln Center and the Vivian Beaumont Theater where we saw The Skin of Our Teeth. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Strap in and follow me along for this. I'm going to have to consult my notes on this one. This is a three-act play by Thornton Wilder, but they kind of modernized it. You're going to have to follow me along on this because I took notes in between each act. Oh. And I promise that it will make sense as I progress. This play takes place within the play and outside the play. Thornton Wilder also wrote the play Our Town. So know that it's like on stage, backstage kind of thing. He's a master of that, right? Okay, cool, we know that. So one of the things I appreciate is that the characters would, or the actors would drop their character at times and just speak to the audience, right? With me so far? Yes. Okay. At first, this piece came off as a really absurd piece of theater. Okay. Act one takes place in New Jersey. There's an on the coldest day of August. It's like oncoming ice age. Okay. 1950s. We get like a news from the world projection kind of thing. Like they had like in World War II, you know? Mm -hmm. And we're introduced to the characters and what's happening in the world. But it's weird. It's based in the 1950s, but we have this family and the husband's like invented the wheel and the alphabet and math and you're like i don't understand we're in the 50s and we're just inventing the wheel like what and the wife has invented the apron and what absurd the costumes amazing great the projections are great and they also showed this giant wall of ice that the worried is coming from up north this ice age slowly approaching the house okay um the maid is the main character who breaks character throughout the show. And I really appreciated that because she's trying to, like, I don't understand what I'm saying. Da, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, there's dinosaurs. 
Okay. There's these puppet. There's these giant dinosaurs. The puppetry's great. They're there. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay. What in the good hell is going on? And as I start to, you know, they start having more dialogue. We start to learn, like, there's two kids. One of them, the boy, Henry. There used to be three. There was an older brother, but Henry threw a rock at the older brother and killed him. And he says, you know, my teacher called me by my old name. You have to write a letter. It wasn't right of him to call me Cain. And I went... Suddenly, the coldest day in August, but you have all these plants in your house. That's the Garden of Eden, Cain and Abel. Oh my God, okay, I understand this now. Things started to, like, make sense. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. interesting. Then you had all these people come in from the cold that the father introduced, okay? Mm -hmm. And at one point, they're around the fire, and they're, like, getting coffee and food, and they start saying a blessing, and one says a blessing, and... A language I didn't recognize. The other one says a blessing and like uh, an Islamic blessing. And the third, who was Moses, gave a Jewish blessing. And they even recognize uh, the maid says and, and something about judges. And you remember the judge and it's Moses and they have the Ten Commandments. And I went, oh my God, like this is the book of Genesis and Exodus. And okay. And then the Ice Age comes and takes them over. There's a brief pause. Okay. That's... And and, and and now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys the the here we go. This is what's happening. So I believe the people who were coming in from out of the cold, they were the the Jews that were sent to wander with Moses. Okay. For forty years and forty nights or forty nights, forty years. Um, but basically <laughs> the show is a commentary on both creationism and evolution. And how they have more in common than they do apart. But it also, based on the design of that, is tied into modern era. So Act 2 addresses the Great Flood and the Ark. And we're in Atlantic City in the 20s. And it's the 600,000th um, like meeting of the Mammal Society. Okay? okay. And the father is the president. He's going to give a speech. Okay? And... There's been two representatives from all the other delegations of societies sent to also hear this. Two of every animal was mm-hmm. sent. To, mm-hmm. And then okay. they've got this thing to show how bad a storm that's coming is getting. And you've got a fortune teller who's predicting stuff. And the maid plays this woman that's trying to seduce him. And it, it also, um, with all the... there's drag queens and stuff and and the motto of the year is enjoy life and it's also parallel in my opinion paralleling Sodom and Gomorrah okay Uh uh-huh and I was like okay and the set was gorgeous for this and what one of the things and I told you about this earlier was they had lit signs for um bingo saltwater taffy and Turkish bath and when this end of the road's coming the lights go out on those signs except to say, Big AF Bath. And I was like, that's really clever. Okay, Act 2. Go team. Act 3 is at the end of a war. And they start the scene, and, and between each act we get the news of the world, okay? 
this particular one doesn't start because like the the film burns up and remember um so the screen is done in such a way that the silhouette a part of the screen that's been tattered looks like a church in the distance mm-hmm. and the maid comes in and then they bring up the lights and they said sorry some actors got sick we're gonna have to have some replacements and i thought they were gonna have people from the audience like who wants to volunteer but they ha- have cast members who are a dresser the head of wardrobe and um the head usher and an assistant to one of the actors who were going to fill in these roles okay which i thought was really clever and it was great and they're like we're gonna do a standard rehearsal again everyone kind of breaking character in mm-hmm. the play so we get back on into the sh- third act it's at the end of a, a, some great war um but the and they don't tell you when but you it's a weird mix it's like they talk about going to the movies and that but the costumes are antebellum so when the father comes home he's in a union uniform and the son is not in a full on confederate uniform but he's in a gray coat and whatnot and it's known that the son is the enemy okay and there's this gorgeous garden in the back and the father's like, we're going to start a new world and da 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 and we're going to use these books and we're going to spread knowledge. And what I got from that is the Dark Ages, when there was a lack of religion. Mm-hmm. And so this was coming out of the Dark Ages and a, a reinvention of knowledge and everything. And a renaissance? Was, oh, the renaissance, yes. Because in the back, at the end of the play, after these great like philosophers go by, those understudies giving their stuff, then you see these people walking by, but they're from different times. So you see people from like medieval time. You see people um, like runaway slaves. You see refugees. You see these different people, but like right before great times of knowledge and that. And I was like... Afterwards, I just was taken aback and I went, this is a really smart show. Like, a really smart show. And I didn't expect that at first. I thought it was a really absurd piece of theater with freaking dinosaurs and that, you know? Like, what the hell? And then afterwards, getting to take it on, I went, okay... I feel like if I read the script, I'd be a little bit overwhelmed, but getting to see it put together was awesome. Um, So I'm really happy I got to see it, and I understand what a lot of other people saw in it. Mm -hmm. Sadly, this show closed on May 29th, 2022. And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune into our next edition, coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez. And I'm Hopard. Reminding you to turn off your cell phones. Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Booga Blue by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. 
There you'll find all the information about our backstage pass. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.